and welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter, and today we are going to talk about Advent. But first, a word from our sponsor. How can you teach your children to live their Catholic faith beyond the walls of your parish? One way is to engage your family's values in a Catholic healthcare option like CMF Curo. CMF Curo is an affordable Catholic healthcare ministry that's perfect for growing families and that's rooted in church teachings. CMF Curo members share medical burdens in community, have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, health and spiritual resources, and more. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthcare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthcare.com. And uh, we're back. Welcome to the podcast. What's everybody doing? Everybody's doing. Everybody's doing. What are we drinking? Yeah. Um, I, I was a little late to respond to my name when we first came in. <laughs> Because I was looking at the glass and I'm like, that thing is strong. It's I so good. Finish your drink. How do you oh. how do you pronounce it? Sazerac. Sazerac. Sounds like Sazerac a good. Sounds like an uh, an artifact <laughs> from the Marvel universe. Exactly the tesseract. Like that tesseract. Sazerac. Um, actually, fun <laughs> fact. We're gonna start this early already, but uh, that is the the cocktail that you would make to celebrate um, any feast day of Saint Joseph. According to drinking with the saints. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, cool. And it's also like the um, uh, the typical drink of New Orleans because uh, the Peshoa bitters that are New Orleans mm. based. Mm. So rye bitters and uh, a little bit of sugar, mm. a splash of water. That's that's it. I don't know, man. I think it's still based on the Marvel un cinematic universe. That'd be fun. Yeah. 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 I think it's Sazerac. That's why it was made. It is the source of uh, manliness. <laughs> I'm definitely putting hair on my back right now. <laughs> on your back instead of your chest. That's really funny. Well, no, when you brought it out, like, uh -huh. you dropped off the drinks and then you went back inside. Uh -huh. And we took a sip and we're like, <gasps> oh. <gasps> I mean, yeah, I've been, I think I like, I, I have been, Pouring you like very boozy. It's been a week, lately. hasn't it, Walter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a week. Yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> it's only Monday. Too. It's only Monday. <laughs> I started subbing the uh, the four a.m. holy hour uh, on Monday. Mm, there it is. That's why we got Some, strong drinks. Yeah, I'm kind of tired right now, actually, but it, it'll be fine. Um, we have a good one, hopefully, for you. Um, Today's uh, episode is going to come out on November 30th. Ish. Ish. Yeah, I don't know. So into Advent. So happy Advent, everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, happy new liturgical year. There you go. Uh, mm -hmm. That uh, means that you can put your Christmas decorations up now. You, you guys can do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> Let's just keep it at that. I want to open this door again. Wait, are you going to put the tree until Gaudate Sunday? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, dude. It's the restraint. Well, it was weird because I, I was like, before we actually got really into celebrating Advent in a different way, because we used to be the same. Um, 
we first got married, like the first tree that we bought, like as a married couple. Yeah, we put it up uh, on Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of like what I remembered, you know, growing up when I was a kid. That's when my mom put out all the tree and, and decorations and stuff. But as we started, like, you know, changing a little bit of our mindset is like, I remember having dinner with a bunch of coworkers one time, like one of those Christmas dinners. Uh-huh. And somebody made a comment that they had known somebody that they would put up their tree on Christmas Day. And at that point, I was like, that is insane. Why would you do that? You know, and not that I didn't know that that's when Christmas season actually starts, you know. But I was like, no, I, I like the idea of celebrating right after Thanksgiving. That's for me, that's what kicks it off. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. now we're milking it. Uh-huh, now, as we started, like trying to live the liturgical year a little closer to how it's meant to be. Then we started pushing it back a little bit. And there's like plenty to keep us busy. Right. Which again, Advent, true. we yeah. might get into a little bit of what what we do or whatever. So there's a lot of a lot of activity you know right so yeah we just got um one of those uh advent calendars that you can they're like little drawers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we're thinking of putting like a a little bit of scripture oh nice in each one of them so we read the scripture and then they get a small piece of candy mm-hmm. after they do that instead of Sweet. just like making like the the chocolate advent that you forget and then you end up eating like all of the 24 <laughs> pieces of chocolate <laughs> In one sitting? Is that just me? Maybe it's just <laughs> Okay. Maybe. <laughs> But anyways, today this is um, this is going to be um, a series of episodes. Um, I convinced Gustavo and Ivan that it was a good idea to do kind of like a book study on um, Father Alfred Delp's Advent of the Heart, um, mainly because I heard about this book last year. Um, actually, the Poco a Poco podcast by the Franciscan Friars mm-hmm. of the Renewal, they were talking about that because it was funny. They were doing an Advent series on the Blessed Is She guide for Advent. So uh-huh. it's not, it was more geared towards women. Yeah. And I think it was Father Angelus or Father Innocent who was like, we should have done Advent of the Heart. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> calling out Father Mark Mary. But um, so, and for those that don't know, Um, Father Alfred Delp, um, he was a um, German priest and martyr. Uh, he was a Jesuit, and uh, he joined the, uh, the Society of uh, Jesus, is that what it's called, the Jesuits? I don't know for sure. In 1926, and uh, he was ordained a priest on June 24, 1937, so he was 30, 30 years when... Um, when he got ordained and um, he uh, well, was alive around the time that World War II was happening. And around 1942, uh, he was part of the Christian resistance group in Germany. There you go. Which fun fact, I am uh, listening to the audiobook version of Church of Spies, the Pope's secret war against Hitler. Highly recommended. We should probably do an episode on Is there it. a movie on it? That, that seems like they sh- it should have a movie. I think there's a Pius the Twelve movie mm. about it, but dude, like when I don't want to spoil too much, but let's just say that the things that 
Pope Pius XII was criticized for not speaking out against Nazism. Mm -hmm. It was not so much what he was saying or what he was not saying or what he was doing. Like behind the scenes? Yeah, dude. Mm. Wow. Like the conspiracies. Like there were like. So he was a spy spy almost. He facilitated a lot of like um, communication in between like the Allied forces mm. and wow. the, the a group, the, the German resistance, which they would call themselves like the, the decent Germany, which basically was like a, a network of. It reads like a like a, like a spy novel, like right? a spy novel, yeah. but it is all based on like fact. That has like the perfect recipe for a movie. It does, and I I don't know why it hasn't been done. I know, and, and, and I should, we should start the petition to yeah, have the sure. Rock be the Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if if anybody's gonna play have you Popeyes seen? The Twelve, it should be the Rock. And you should see Walter's face right now. He's like giddy. He's like totally <laughs> nerding out, like completely oh, nerding okay. out <laughs> about the Rock or about the book. No, you you're nerd. Like, you, have you seen how uh, Eugenio Pacelli looks like Popeyes the Twelve? Uh-uh. It's like the complete opposite of the rock. That's why it's very funny. Um, but um, anyway, there were like 42 attempts to kill Hitler. None of them successful, obviously, but the church was involved in like three major plots to kill Hitler, all initiated by the Pope. Wow. That's crazy. That's badass. Um, but anyway, so it, it's just like uh, shedding some light on like, the actual um, involvement of the Catholic Church, and um, there were like a whole bunch of operations to like get Jews out of um, mm -hmm. Germany with like mm -hmm. American money um, and all these these things. Um, that man, like that that is an episode in and of itself. Oh, for like, sure, I I could go for literal hours. Like Deanna probably doesn't like that. After I listen to a chapter, I just like. I'm chewing her ear off. <laughs> like, and then this happened, and then this other thing happened. But anyways, going back to <laughs> Father Alfred Delp, who was um part of like the the third um or like the one of the the latest uh, attempts on um on Hitler. Um he was arrested by the Gestapo on July 28, 1944. And even though he was tortured, he didn't betray anybody or revealed any useful information. And um, and this was based on um, the fact that there was a, an attempt on Hitler on July 20th, 1944, which um, if you haven't watched The Valkyrie, uh, that's the, uh, the the movie that, that was like the July 20th attempt where Tom Cruise tries to kill Hitler uh, with if an he, iPad. If he had both of his eyes, I think it would have been successful. See, like the thing is, like the, the the bomb, like someone moved it behind one of like the the uh, the legs of a table. Mm -hmm. If they hadn't moved it, it 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 wouldn't have shielded Hitler, and history would have been completely different. That's but crazy. by by moving the location of the bomb, like it, yeah, it just shielded him right yeah. with the table. Dang it, Tom Cruise! <sighs> you had one job. You had one job because. <laughs> He didn't have perception of exactly. uh, death because he only had one eye. Um, Hope your plane movie is better than your bomb movie to kill Hitler. <laughs> I know. Um, did you see that he's coming out with a new Top Gun and he looks exactly the same as he did like in 1984 or whatever? He, he's a vampire, dude. If he did, like, how many Mission Impossible movies has he made? Like, like 78. 
Es como la risa en vacaciones. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Well, that was, don't know what la risa en vacaciones is. Don't look it up. Yeah. It's very crass. Um, Mexican movies were not the greatest around that time of year. Anyways, um, Father Delp eventually ended up in uh, the Tegel prison in Berlin, which coincidentally is the same prison where Franz Jägerstadt from a hidden life from a hidden life um lost his life right yes and uh if you haven't listened to that episode again um it's somewhere in the middle uh <laughs> <laughs> all of our episodes are somewhere in the middle i know we, yeah when we reference point, back to them <laughs> yeah we'll we'll put it in the show notes and um um father Delp, like he was a priest for like Uh, he got ordained on what uh, 1937, and he died on 1945 on February 2nd, which is also like the, the anniversary end. of the of this podcast, and also the end of Christmas. The end of Christmas. Huh? Huh? Cuando se levanta el niño. Exactamente. Cuando se comen tamales. Yes. Um, but he, uh, I don't know if like Franz and and Father Del were at the same prison at the same time. That would have been crazy. That would have been amazing. Yeah, maybe a good Maybe. novel could come out yeah. of that, right? Yeah, I like that because um, I was reading in the book that there were like some um, inmates at the prison who would like give him a little bit of altar bread and wine so mm. he could celebrate mass in his oh, cell. Wow. And he was in solitary confinement the whole time with cuffs. But still, he managed to write while he was in prison. And he would smuggle his writings in his dirty laundry. Because there were ladies that would just like come do uh -huh. laundry for him. And then they would like, he would fold it so much to like the size of a thimble. Okay. And that's how he would like smuggle writings out, that's which nice. are now in. Uh, Advent of the heart. That's crazy. Um, um, the only thing that that he was um, not the only thing. One of the things that he was like kind of down in the dumps because he got um, sent to prison was that he didn't profess his final vows. But um, because uh, it was meant to be, it was in God's plan. He um, he was able to profess his final vows in Tegel prison on December 8, 1944. Um, and, uh, and then he got executed on uh, February 2nd, 1945. I think it was like maybe three or four weeks before the war ended, mm. which is kind of insane yeah. to think about. Um, and Advent was like his favorite subject. Yeah. And between 1941 and 1945, he wrote a bunch of homilies and letters from prison that uh, are now this book that we are going to discuss. And um, and he basically preached Advent as a way of life. Um, I think you were like reading from the uh, from the book that is um, what did it say that is is not just a spiritual exercise. It's a it's uh, a way of life. A way of life, mm -hmm. just like that expectation. So. Uh, since this is week one of Advent, we thought that we would talk about like the, the first letter that is in the book before, um, is broken down into the four weeks of Advent. There is a writing, um, uh, about the figures of Advent 
that he wrote in prison in 1944. Um, and we just have like some quotes from, from that that we can start uh, talking about. Um, I mean, can you uh, read the first one, the quote? Yeah. Yeah. So it says, uh, <clears throat> Advent is a time of being deeply shaken so that man will wake up to, to himself. The prerequisite for a fulfilled Advent is a renunciation of the arrogant gestures and tempting dreams with which, and in which, man is always deceiving himself. Thus, he compels reality to use violence to bring him around violence and much distress and suffering. So very adventy, if I, <laughs> if right? I just say you know, so myself. Very uplifting. <laughs> Advent violence, you know? <laughs> yeah, hand in go hand. hand in hand. Yeah. Well, the thing is, in the in the book, it shows you like the readings for mm-hmm. for the particular week that collect and um, the psalm and and the gospel and all that. And um, I don't remember what it was. I didn't take note of it, but it was basically Jesus talking about the the end of times. Yeah, and last things, mm-hmm. um, and it was talking about like the earth being shaken, so that um, being awake mm-hmm. was kind of like one of the things that he would repeat in his preaching, mm. like someone shaking you, like taking you by the yeah. shoulders and just like shaking you awake, essentially shaking you awake. But it's also funny because you th- you read this and you would think like, okay, maybe he's he meant to say Lent, because yeah. when you think of Lent, as you think of you know, death is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Jesus overcoming death, mm-hmm. destroying sin. Well, with, but with Advent, like I, I think it goes very well with it as well because this is literally the beginning of of us, like of, mm-hmm. of of our faith. Like the Savior of the world, the King of the universe, is coming into this world to shake things up. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I think it goes perfectly with it. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's one one aspect of it, like the incarnation, uh, to to have like a savior that is coming um, to redeem us. But um, I don't remember where I heard this, but Advent is also like a reminder of like the second coming of Jesus, where like it's going to be the last judgment. So that part of the uh, you know of Advent is not like oh cute baby Jesus in the manger, but it's more like. Jesus coming again, like everybody's going to be judged. It's like, agarra. Yeah. Ahí sí que Dios nos agarra confesados, ¿no? It says it here in the book. I think reading this last part um, will give that quote that I haven't read a little bit more context. It says, it is precisely in the severity of this, of this awakening, in the helplessness of coming to consciousness, in the wretchedness of experiencing our limitations, that the golden threads running between heaven and earth during this season, reach us. The threats that give the world a hint of the abundance to which it is called. The abundance of which it is capable. That is powerful stuff right there. You know, because like you said, Ivan, it's not like a baby was just born. It's like the king of the universe. was God himself just became man. To us, to this world, yeah. you know. To the abundance of which it's capable. That's that's deep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, like the he talks a lot about like the the potential and like basically it, it, it's like a very nice way of like asking 
what the crap are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the three figures of Advent that he uses in, in this letter um, are the voice calling in the wilderness, the angel of Annunciation, and the Blessed Mother. Um, so, Gustavo, do you mind um, reading the, um, the first quote on the yes, voice sir. calling in the wilderness? Such John the Baptist figures, forged by the lightning of mission and vocation, should never be lacking from life, not for a moment. They call out blessing and salvation. They call man to face his last chance because they already feel the ground trembling and the timbers creaking. And they see the steadfast mountains deeply quaking and even the stars of heaven dangling insecurely. Much in our lives is dependent upon these figures. So, very comforting. I, I would love to see the stars shaking from the <laughs> sky. Yeah. And that's like making a reference to the, to the gospel reading, but um, mm-hmm. it, it is uh, one of those things like they sting, you know, when you read it, it's like, you know, because how many like John the Baptist's figures do we have in, in, modern life like there, there might be like every once in a while you'll see like a, a priest that is like very fiery mm-hmm. in their in their preaching yeah um that talks talks the talk and walks the walk yeah um but you know he like goes even beyond that that it's not just priests it's like us lay people as well uh-huh. and then it's like ah <laughs> <laughs> I want people to like me, you know. Like, <laughs> at least that's that's my yeah. I was like, ah, I don't want to like. Yeah, like maybe you, maybe somebody else will do it. Maybe somebody else would do it. Yeah, yeah. But this is like very very uh, direct. You know, should never be lacking from life, not for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, if you read it in the context that he was writing this, it's like. He's in prison, like, because he's a Catholic priest. And totally. yeah, I could probably do a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, let's uh let's move on to the Angel of Annunciation. I'll take this one. Um, it is the knowledge of the promises that are being spoken right in the middle of the terror, and that are valid. Um, perceive the quiet fo- footsteps of the announcing angels, if the angels murmured words does not simultaneously shake us to the depths and lift our souls, then it is over for us. Again, super, super, I know, supportive document. Um, <laughs> well, and, and then it gets a little bit lighter. This is like, it asks us to believe in the golden seeds that the angels, um, have, uh, offered. And then, uh, from us offering an open heart for this seeds to to become uh, something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, he's writing in 1944, and he says, go through these gray days as announcing messengers ourselves. Um, so much courage needs strengthening. So much despair needs comforting. So much hardship needs a gentle hand and an eliminating interpretation. So much loneliness cries out for a liberating word. So much loss and pain seek a spiritual meaning. 
and that one like really 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 hit home mm. because of all of the things that we have been talking like this mm -hmm. year with um with with loneliness with like the importance of having uh, you know friends that are that, that we share the faith with to have like a brotherhood um to to find a meaning in in suffering mm -hmm. to suffer well um all of these um gray days that, that we might live you know because of whatever circumstances we might be going through um getting that courage um giving that comfort um helping out whoever needs help um that is like a very interesting thing to ponder that i wouldn't necessarily associate with like the angel of annunciation mm -hmm. but you know most of the times that you see an angel in scripture the person that is receiving the visit of the angel is like terrified. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary, you know. Like it's something that you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but Mary, for some reason, she's like pretty calm and it's mm -hmm. like her fiat and mm -hmm. all these things. I'm like, okay, well, an imitation of Mary, maybe. Like I, I don't know what I would do. It's like it would be visited by the angel, and then like I put Caroline in front. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetie, it's for you. Sorry, one second. <laughs> Diablo. <laughs> exactly. Um, but um, the, having that image of like all of the things that are needed for us to be messengers ourselves, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, part of what we're doing with this podcast to try to reach um, 10 people at a time that listen to this. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, all right. Ivan, take it away with the Blessed Mother. The Blessed Mother, it says, she is the most comforting figure of Advent. That's an understatement. Which, absolutely. I mean, you always, we always see as Jesus as, you know, he's the one that we're waiting for, but without Mary, you just don't have Advent. Mm -hmm. It's like so, for Mary on the donkey with nine months pregnant. Yeah, that's <laughs> good luck. <laughs> um, that God will become a mother's son and that a woman could walk upon this earth, her body consecrated as a holy temple and tabernacle for God, is truly the earth's culmination in the fulfillment of its expectation. We always knew Mary as, you know, the tabernacle for God because she literally held the king of the universe within her. And who was the first adorer? St. Joseph? No. Oh, Elizabeth. John the Baptist. Oh, John the Baptist, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. He leapt with joy mm -hmm. in his mother's womb. Mm-hmm. A little bit of trivia there for you. <laughs> Keeping it real. Um, hope grows through the one who is himself a person of the hope and the promise. And Advent is a time of the promise, not yet the fulfillment. We are still standing in the middle of the whole thing and the logical relentlessness and the inevitability of destiny. Okay, like, listen. Advent is the time of the promise, not yet the fulfillment. Put your trees up yet, people. Well, now you technically can a little bit, but you see, you were right. It says the it whole in the book. Time. It says it in the book. Thank you. All right. That's what it says in Spanish. Advent is advenimiento. It's not yet here. It is coming. So let's say, okay, 
the 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 twenty eighth is the first uh, Sunday of Advent. So second, third. So Our Lady of Guadalupe, December twelfth. Mm-hmm. That's when you're gonna put up the tree. Is that the third Sunday of Advent? It is. Caldete. I can't. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that it falls on Our Lady of Guadalupe this yeah. year. Okay, now we know. So December twelfth, guys, put your tree up. On Some December people 12th. are going to be taking down their trees by then. I mean, it's just. Oh. I'm sorry, I don't want to get on this get again. Off your soapbox. <laughs> um, <laughs> give me the rest of your sensor. No. Okay. I will not. Um, but um, the the Blessed Mother in this image is just like. The 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 fact that he calls her comforting that mm-hmm. is just again an understatement. It 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 is so at least for me is like such a fountain of joy to like imagine. Um, sometimes for like personal contemplation, I try to imagine like how cold was it mm-hmm. when when Jesus was born. Like historically, we like put. Jesus' birthday on December. Winter, like, right? Winter, yeah. Mm-hmm. In, uh, you know, in the manger or the cave or whatever you want to call it, whatever is more historically accurate. But like, how cold does it get? Um, like, what did they pack? <laughs> you know, all, all of these things uh, that... Did she have her playlist made? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was her birthing plan? What was her birthing plan? Did she have a doula? <laughs> So many questions that we have. <laughs> oh my goodness. Did she experience pain? Yeah. Labor pain. Did Joseph have the proper route to the hospital? <laughs> All that's crucial. I mean, it was just the two of them. So I know. That is like terrifying. Like I I think we we called it very close with like Emilio that I thought that I was going to have to deliver that baby uh, in the car, but thanks be to God we didn't. <laughs> um but Anyways, last quote from from this before we move on to like uh, the stuff about the first week of Advent. It says, "Tomorrow the angels will relate loudly and jubilantly what has happened, and we will know, we will know it, and we will be blessed, and we have believed and trusted in Advent." So, again, it 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 like really really lays it thick. On, mm-hmm. on the promise, uh, on the promise um, aspect of Advent. Um, you know, it's not just like singing, oh, come, come, Emmanuel, mm-hmm. until your face turns blue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, it's just like that expectation, that, that waiting. Um, but we're, we're going to get to into like what kind of waiting that is in, mm-hmm. in, in, there are some readings in the first week of Advent that um, talk about like that that waking up, right? Yeah. Um, so it it kind of goes around the the same lines uh, of what we just discussed. It said that Advent is a time of promise, not yet fulfillment. So el advenimiento, like mm-hmm. almost but not yet. Exactly. Um, he also says that the season of Advent is a time with its own special access to our hearts its own special access to our souls and minds. And and one of the images that he uses is um, the the going through the night, going through the darkness, and and talking about how the day is breaking. Mm -hmm. 
and um, for us to lay aside the works of darkness and putting on the weapons of light, which like weapons weapons of light is like such a powerful. Sounds Lord of the Ringish, if you ask me. I thought Star Wars with the oh, lightsabers. Yeah, lightsabers. Oh, yeah, lightsabers. Um, and that's a reference to like uh, St. Paul. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in Romans. <laughs> Catholic, we don't read the Bible, guys. You know? <laughs> um, and then like it started to, to get like, it started to get personal, I think. It, he's like very provocative in the way that he writes, like, at least to me, like mm -hmm. I read him and I'm like, te queda el, te queda el zapato. It, it's very hard not to take yeah. it personal. Yeah. It's like Jose Maria Escriba a little bit, right? Dude. Yes. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> I can see that. Um, is it because like Europeans, like this guy, German, San Jose Maria, Spanish? Yeah, it could be. Could be. Um, there's this quote that says, perhaps what we modern people need most is to be genuinely shaken. Yes. So that where life is grounded, we would feel its stability. And where life is unstable and uncertain, immoral and unprincipled, we would know that also and endure it. Oh my gosh, this could not be the better statement for the life with we. Not for life, today's world. Today's world. Yeah. It's nuts. Just People wanted... just need to be like slapped across the face to be woken <laughs> up, man. I'm looking at you, Gen Zers. It's crazy. This is so true. <laughs> I feel bad that I'm laughing this loud about this. No, it's it's in, it's it's sad. You know, it's very sad because people, first of all, people don't know how to wait, you know, for anything. I mean, yeah. if you apply the principle that he's saying that Advent is as a way of life, okay, for Catholics, Advent, we treat it as, okay, the, the preparing our hearts to allow baby Jesus to be born in our hearts. You know, yes. that's what I tell our kids and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But the way that um, Father dealt puts it is that advent is not like a season it's like a way of life if you applied that to let's say marriage right how many problems would be solved that people knew how to wait yeah for marriage you know it would be very instrumental for a the 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 future of that relationship you know the joy that you get with the waiting You know, mm. so in that sense, and there's a lot of different things that you can apply it to. Yeah. Right. Exercise or financial success or, you know, but we keep coming back to this theme that everything has to be immediate. Yeah. The instant gratification. The instant part. gratification of today is, I think, uh, our, uh, eventually is going to be our, our downfall if it's not already, you know. So this is and how this it is makes really true. me feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the part that about like um, and endure it, like this is going to come and shake you, but you need to know how to endure it. Mm -hmm. Like it sounds like like something hard. Check yourself before you yeah. wreck yourself, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Cheekity check yourself. There we go. <laughs> um, and 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 it's like when you do the exam and right, like like okay. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. It's like I, I, I messed up in this, yeah. this, and this. Lord, like I'm own sorry. Own up to it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that, like self-knowledge, it takes a lot of. Yeah. Uh, Cojones. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To, to, to recognize. Like, I love that we all know what this means. Exactly. <laughs> you're not seeing what I'm doing, but yeah, you're just like gesturing with our hands. Gesturing. Like, it's like you're playing the piano uh, upside down. Upside down. That's uh, exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, Father Del says, it is time to awaken from sleep. Um, in, in, he he closes like the the first week of Advent with with two quotes and um, Gustavo, can you help me out with that? Sure. There are two messages for today. First, we have to hold on to absolute responsibility for real order and commitment to the Lord God. Second, the fundamental character of life is a true waiting. Hard for Occidentals. I love that he calls us Occidentals. Hard for, Oxi- hard for Occidentals to comprehend, especially for modern people. And I think we kind of like talked about it already, but um, that's like the, the secondary part of it, but the, the going to like the first part of the message, okay? Hold on to absolute responsibility for real order and commitment to the Lord God. Um, in some of those homilies he talks about, you need to have God as the center of your life. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't have the right priorities, what the hell are you doing? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like bringing that into the uh, context of Advent and basically do that self-examination to say, what am I giving priority that is not God? What do I need to get rid of mm-hmm. so that I make God a priority, so that I make my heart a dwelling place for the baby Jesus to, yes. to be born, you know, um, to be ready for for this this coming of the Lord, mm-hmm. um, for His second coming. Am I going to be ready when when He comes? Um, and then that true waiting. I love that He calls it true waiting, as if there was like a false waiting. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what that be, yeah. but uh, especially like when. Again, it's, it would just probably repeating ourselves like we can have everything, you know, like I got this package delivered mm-hmm. while we were waiting yeah. to start recording. You ordered I, it like 30 seconds before that, right? Something <laughs> like that. Something like that. that yeah. like you can get. Yeah. Uh, Same day delivery or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, An order is over $35. <laughs> <laughs> Supply but, chain crisis my ass, right? <laughs> I know. Got this bad boy like in three hours or whatever. Yes. But the the, the point is like it, it is like he said, he was talking about this in 1944, mm-hmm. that how difficult it is for us to wait. Mm-hmm. And it, I get it. Especially having little kids, I get it. Yeah. It is very difficult to wait. And, and that's what I tell my kids. Like, you know, it's the pits to wait. Mm-hmm. Yet, I want to instill that in them because I am also working in, in, in my own patience. Yeah. We all, I think we all are. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, whoever says that they are not, they're probably lying. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. extremely patient. <laughs> Said no one ever, <laughs> <laughs> but I want it now. Um, I think the other, the other way of opening that space up, like you said, is go, go to confession. Mm-hmm. You know, 
like treat it like like you would in Lent. In Lent, you're preparing for the resurrection, right? The conquering of life over death. And and confession, I think it's a good way to really free ourselves from those things that hinder us and that weigh us down to make more room, you know, to open up that space, to be filled by the true waiting. And um, in, in a video that I was watching and preparing for this, I think Father Delp said, you know, that somebody says that um, I have to go to confession, like, like if it was something like a chore, you know. Yeah. He's like, no, you get to go to confession. And I was like, I needed to hear that, Dude. you know, because that is such a beautiful sacrament that I think at least I need to take advantage more often. Of, yeah, especially know? like we have like our home parish that yeah. has confession like every, every single, single day, day of the mm -hmm. week. Or the Sundays. weekend. You're like, oh, I work during the week. Well, go during the weekend. You, you know? can make an appointment with the priest. Exactly. You know, there's so, like. So many options. So again, for, for this episode that you're listening, I, Advent's already started, but um, go to confession. You know, I think it's a, it's a good practice to, to live, walk the walk, like you said. And walking the walk means that we're doing the things that are preparing our hearts for that uh, um, coming of the Lord. Yeah. The last quote that we have. May we know and acknowledge the hunger and thirst above and beyond ourselves. Indeed, this is no waiting without hope. Rather, the heart receives the delightful warmth known to those who wait in the certitude that the other is coming and has already set out on the way. To me, there was this was like, mm -hmm. I was like, Father Delp, like, you are the goat, basically. Um, Stealing Ivan's uh, go-to phrase, right? Go-to phrase. <laughs> um, that that image of like this this delightful warmth of knowing, like, for example, when um, when Deanna is like running an errand and she texts me, like, "I'm on my way home," like mm -hmm. that anticipation of knowing that. She's coming back She's gonna to be me. Soon. Home soon, yeah. Like, I equate it to that because it's, like, the closest thing that I have mm -hmm. to someone that, I, like, I truly love uh, in, in a very deep way. Um, but all the more with, with Jesus, you know, mm -hmm. to know that um, he is, he already said, he's already set out on the way mm -hmm. to meet us. Um Just to, to, like like he says, acknowledge the hunger and thirst above and beyond ourselves. Like we, some people that are not even religious don't know it, but they have this hunger and thirst mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, that something is guess what, God. Yeah. Um, in in the hope part, I mean, if you're just waiting for the sake of waiting, is What's the point of waiting without hope? Just knowing that we have a God that God the Father, John 3.16, that God loves the world 
God so loved the world that he sent his only son mm-hmm. to die for our sins. Um, that's the spirit of the of, of Advent season. It's, um, we have this hope in our um, Savior who's going to redeem us. Um, and we need to take consolation in that. Mm-hmm. And Amen. if that doesn't warm your heart, I don't know. Totally, <laughs> yeah. A Sazerac, maybe. I think t- to me the I, I think the quote that just really resonates with me and to me it's like it's so epic it's and I wish it would have been the last one because it, I think it's like a good ending point it says it is time to awaken from sleep mm-hmm. we're gonna make it then there you go because that to me should light a fire under your ass yeah because we've all been asleep for so long mm-hmm. what doesn't matter where you are in life what what your vocation is, what your relationship is with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where you are, it is time to wake up. Um, you know, yes, I hope our lives get shaken up by some by some like incredible things. And I hope that we all wait and hope for the Lord. But like what are we doing mm-hmm. if we're just constantly asleep? What yeah. are we doing? Like it's time to wake up with the Lord. Like He has so many things planned for us, and just wake up. Mm -hmm. To me, like that's the thing that it's like just get moving. So when they do the movie, when they do the movie, that's the quote that's going to close the movie. That's what the Rock is going to (laughs) say. Okay. (laughs) Totally. Guys are ridiculous. As sparks are flying across his face. And then the credits roll. There you go. Call us, please. All right, people. Roll credits. Wake up. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Barbatos Catholic Podcast, a show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the podcast or got something out of the episode, please share it with your friends and family. Subscribe, like, comment, rate, and review if you haven't. If you are feeling extra generous, you can buy us a coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash barbatos and follow the instructions. If you buy us a coffee, you will automatically get a shout out and we probably will buy alcohol with it. So just <laughs> fair warning. And if you don't like the podcast, well, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. You can find the show notes for this episode at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. And on social media, we are on Instagram at barbatoscatholicpodcast. And bless the Casey. Pray, Pray for us. Until the next time. Happy Advent.